Median existing home prices are up for the 100th consecutive month. And most importantly, sports are back, baby. Let's go. We're back on Tool Time. Excited to be here. I'm Tom Tool. She is Jess Lyon, and we've got some interesting stuff to talk about. Society might be returning to normal here. Sports are back as of tonight. When we're uh, tonight, Thursday night, mm-hmm. baseball opens its season. NBA is back next week. Very exciting stuff. Here's the question: What league is actually going to finish out the season? That's the big one I want to know. Jess, what do you think about all this? I know you're like the number one sports fan in America. I've been looking forward to this, you know, all year. I can't wait for sports to get back, you know. Touchdown. I'm so excited. Touchdown. Are you talking about baseball or something else? <laughs> no, I thought that was soccer. Um, okay. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for sports to get back. I was actually driving past the Philly Stadium the other day, and I was like, I could really go for, like, just going to a Phillies game. And I go for all the wrong reasons. I go for the crab fries, and I go for, you know, the food and hanging out with people and things like that and the beers. Um, but I really don't – I mean, is it going to be a situation where fans can get into the stadiums? I didn't think that was a so thing. That's definitely not happening. Yeah. Um, there's no fans there. Uh, you know, my, my view of this is very interesting because there's su- been such a different approach by the four sports. Um, baseball is going to be playing in their home stadiums and traveling, and they're playing interdivision. So they're playing like the NL East is playing the AL East. So like Boston, New York, those sort of teams. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, basketball, the NBA, they're in the bubble in Orlando, and that to me is super interesting. Um, I, and if any sports fans out there, you got to check out Matisse Thibault on the Sixers YouTube show. He is doing a video journal of what it's like living in the bubble. Where That's literally cool. they're in the um, two two hotels in Disney World. Um, the Grand Floridian is where the Sixers are, and they stay in the room. They got to get tested once a day. They get their temperatures taken, and their food gets dropped off in individual containers outside wow. their door. That's like, strict. This is the NBA is, is pretty wild. Um, the NHL is playing in two hub cities. They're playing in Edmonton and Toronto. Obviously, Canada has a lot less cases. And the NFL sounds like business as usual with a couple extra tests is my view. I don't know if Nick's got any input. He might be the better person to ask here. So who do you think makes it the longest? Um, well, why can't, I guess, baseball do what the NBA is doing? Well, I guess the challenge for them is, like, where's the, where's the site they could, they could play all these games, right? Yeah. Um, I think that originally they talked about doing something in Arizona mm-hmm. uh, where all the spring training facilities were. Um, and Toronto can't even play at home because they won't let the players come in from Canada. They won't let any. They won't let that cross border traffic happen. The border's closed. And yeah. Then they were supposed to play in Pittsburgh, and then the Pennsylvania governor, our biggest fan of the show here, said, "No dice. You're not coming in." So you know, I mean, baseball to me is in a lot of trouble. I don't know if they finish you the think? season. I mean, out of all the teams, NFL, like who knows? Like there's there's a lot of time that's going to go by. I don't think I've ever seen one hockey game. To be very honest. Well, and and, and but. Now, they're playing in two hubs, so they're, they're isolated. So it's kind of like a bubble environment. To me, there's no doubt the NBA finishes the season. They have zero positive tests since they went to Orlando. Zero new positives. They have people that had to um, Sounds like they have the most quarantine. strict rules and the way they're doing things. I mean, how does the NFL even do something like that? They're talking about doing two tests a day um, okay. with, with their players. They also talked about, let me know what you think about this, a clear face guard on the helmet to avoid any sort of, like, talking going on? Because you can't socially distance when you're getting tackled. 
I mean, I guess it would help. I don't know. It would be up to the individual players, I guess, if you could even do something like that. But I think what you were saying, you know, not everybody's comfortable with it. Well, a couple of the players came out and said they felt claustrophobic. Because, Matt, you got a helmet on. You got that, like, wrapped around you. Literally, the only thing is is your eyes that are are sticking out. So, I mean, it's – Yeah, I I know about that. This is going to be interesting. NFL is the only one that I would really care about, to be honest. I mean, I don't, and I, you're like, they're not going to make it. Well, I, I just I, – I know what the NFL – I mean, the NFL is the most businesslike out of all these leagues. The NBA, yeah. to me, is – they've done everything right here as much as you can. Yeah. And they even turned the arenas that they're going to play in because there's three courts in Orlando. And instead of, like, having empty seats and putting cardboard cutouts in like the Phillies are, um, which is for charity, which is cool, they turned it into, like, an e-sports arena where they're pumping in crowd noise. There's, like, a lot of TVs around. So, if you ever saw, like, a gaming arena, like the one they're building in South Philly? Right. They, they kind of turned it into that, which I thought was pretty That's interesting. That's kind of cool. Awesome. Can't wait. Are you going to watch any of these? I'll be on YouTube. It looks, it looks like a no. makeup videos. <laughs> makeup videos. So, you'd rather watch makeup videos than live sports? All day long. I'd rather, rather watch Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. Okay. And sports. So Jess doesn't care about this topic. We're moving on. Sorry. <laughs> one for me and the rest of America. Let's talk about some real estate stuff. I find this pretty interesting. Okay. So um, there were some reports that came out today um, and, and, and over the past week that homes are selling at the fastest pace ever recorded by Zillow. 20 mm-hmm. days. That's the time. That's across the country. <clears throat> and median existing home prices rose for the 100th consecutive month. And... Uh, they rebounded in June 20.7% month over month, according to the National Association of Realtors. What do you think about all this? I think that if I am a homeowner, I would be talking to a real estate professional because my price keeps on getting, you know, the value of my home keeps on getting better and better and better. I want to see what it's worth and I want to see what it's going to sell for because I don't know what the market's going to be like in a year from now or anything like that. You know, 100 consecutive months, that's a long time, but how long is it going to last? I don't know, you know? So I would definitely be talking to someone and seeing how much it's worth and would it make sense for me to sell right now? So you bring up a really good point. How long is it going to last? Uh, And... Right now, my view of this is that with inventory levels where they are, mm-hmm. until inventory rises, this is not going to change right. because there's so much competition. And buyers, sometimes they get afraid of the competition. There, there's a, the silver lining here, and this is why the market's so crazy, is how low rates are. Mm-hmm. It's not tamping down that demand. It's actually increasing it because people are saying, you know what? I can afford more than I did four, four six months ago because rates are so low. So I'll deal with the prices to get into a home where I'm going to be happy and comfortable. Uh you know, the, the near term is, you know, I, I, don't, I don't see this really changing. I think you, what you got to look at is unemployment. Mm-hmm. That's obviously risen a bit. Uh, but until people start selling their homes, you, I mean, you know, we're at a 2.7-month supply right now in our marketplace. Hardly anything. A normal market is six months. Mm-hmm. Pending sales are outpacing new listings. Uh, and, you know, I mean, what Zillow's seeing is the homes are selling faster than ever. So this, to me, is, is like the – if you were thinking about cashing out on the market, like this is the yeah, ideal the time. time to do it. You were never going to see a market. I've never seen a market like this in 20 years. And, you know, part of this is we probably would have gradually gotten there if we didn't have the 60-day shutdown that we had here in Pennsylvania. So it probably would have happened, just not be as fast-paced because these people wouldn't all be buying at the same time. There'd be, there'd be less volume of buyers in the market, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I was talking about this with my family, and I'm like, you're in a situation where – 
you thought you could get X for your property, but maybe you could get more. Maybe it is a time for you to absolutely sell because this is a time where you might run into multiple offer situations. The buyers are out there. They want to take advantage of the race. I was like, sell your home to my parents. I was like, now is the time, if ever, to sell it. You know, I had a conversation with a client the other day, and, and we met with him in, um, in January. Mm-hmm. And we told him a number that was, it's called 6% off of, of, of what we ended up selling it for two days ago. And there, there's a pre and there's a post COVID market right now. Yeah. And when I meet with sellers, I'm not, I'm, I say, hey, here's what happened before the pandemic. Let's look at the dates here. And I'm looking at pending date because if it went pending during 319 to 519, almost irrelevant. Yeah. Even though that's because that's less than two months ago, it's look at when they signed the contract. Now, if it was 19 or later, then different story. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we thought we were putting an aggressive number on the price when we met back in January, since found a home, ready to move, he's downsizing, et cetera. And, I, I, you know, we have a, a different relationship than just um, – there's, there's a personal relationship there. And he said, I, I thought you were crazy. And we sold it exactly the number we thought we could sell it for. And it, it's just that kind of market right now. Right. And, you know, and, and part of that is making sure you understand the data. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the data sets are going to be different, like pre versus post-COVID. Anything going under contract before May 19th, you have to look at it a lot differently. Absolutely. 100%. Crazy market, crazy times. I love this market. <laughs> well, you're doing pretty well, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. So fill us in on uh, what you got in terms of motivation and, 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 and a quote, Jess. So I've been getting back into the office here uh, like one or two days a week, which means my podcast listening is back. And I've been listening Good. to um, Oprah Winfrey's Masterclass. And I've listened to like four or five episodes so far, and I did one on Oprah Dwayne Johnson, Jay-Z, um, I did one with Jane Fonda, Alicia Keys. And the theme across all of them was that until you start in th- to get in the flow of being true to who you are, um, you're going to be off. So they're just talking about once you start to realize who you are as a person, that's when you'll take off and kind of get into momentum and be able to succeed in whatever you're doing. And I'll go first on this. I can kind of speak to this because when I got into real estate and listening to how, um, you know, you speak on the phone or how you speak to clients or how uh, you do things, I wanted okay. to do exactly that, like like down to the cadence of your speech. And I was finding that it was just hard for me because that's not how I speak. And once I, we talk about this, like internalize um what we're saying to someone and really know what we're saying and just start being yourself. That's when you're going to really, you know, move forward and be able to close business, connect with people and start just doing you. Well, so what what you're talking about there is, is interesting because that's internalizing Mm -hmm. the the concept because there's one thing to like learn it Mm -hmm. and there's another thing to practice it. And then it's one thing to like master and internalize it. When you do that and you put your own spin on it, people want to buy into you. They want to buy into who you are. They want to, they want someone that's authentic and, you know, like people don't want that like salesy or like that, that overly positive person. Like, you know, it drives me nuts when I meet someone. I'm like, hey, how's it going? They're like, I'm having an amazing day. And I'm like, really? Like, is that what's going on here? And it just like it, yeah. I can see it's unauthentic. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about authenticity here. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm hearing. And authenticity is what people want right now. No matter what line of business that you're in, they want people that are themselves, that are comfortable and that are going to be real with them because there's so much fake nonsense, Instagram life, whatever you want to call it in the world right now, people are sick of it. Mm-hmm. And when you can be true to yourself or 
getting your flow, whatever whatever the quotes are. I mean, it, it's it, it's going to be something that you you can really lean into, mm-hmm. and you got to be okay with that. Like playing the game of I'm going to like it's nice versus kind, right? You've heard me say this before. Like being kind is totally different than being nice. Some mm-hmm. people be nice because they think they have to. Being kind is actually like caring about somebody or doing something for them, and that's a big difference in the world right now. So I totally agree with this. Makes a lot of sense, and. The people that you see like performing at a high level, they're leaning into who they are and are okay with that, yeah. and rather than like fake it till you make it, mm-hmm. all this other stuff that's out there. So really, really important observation. I would say that's like playing a big role in my life right now because I have started doing that, um, leaning more into who I am, and I feel just exponentially happier, doing better all around. Love it. Well, keep doing that, right? Catch you guys next week. Thanks for watching.